Praise the Lord. Uh, okay. Uh, in the, we, you know, we covered the book of Hebrews here uh, you know, the last few weeks. But anyway, remember he talked about the promised land in here, you know, and he said, you know, that I pro- he, so he swore they were not going to get in, you know. Uh, anyway, today if you hear God's voice, uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15, uh, don't harden your hearts. And notice as, as the people of Israel did when they rebelled against him in the desert. Okay, he promised they're not going to get in. Let's go over there and go take a look at when they got in. Here we go, Joshua chapter 1 here. And it's interesting how your Bible's put together. Let's look at the last verse of the preceding chapter, which is Deuteronomy 34. This, look at that. This is the, the chapter 34. Uh, this, you know, I always like to say it's a story, but it's not. It's just one. The whole book is a story, a true story. So anyway, uh, this is uh, Moses dies. This is when he's. Uh, uh, look at this. Verse seven, uh, Deuteronomy 34. The, the preceding verse before you get into Joshua. Moses was 120 years old, yet his eyesight was perfect. Look at that. He was as strong as a young man. So you ought to be jealous about that. You ought to say, wait a minute, Lord. Wait a minute. It had to be you. That's right. And the Lord will do that for you. Okay? Anyway, so the people of Israel mourned for him for 30 days. They're on the plains of Moab. Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of wisdom, uh, full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and followed the commands the Lord had given to Moses. There has never been a prophet like Moses. La da da da. Talk to him face to face. Okay. At God's command, he performed amazing miracles. La da 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 da. Boom. Joshua. Look at that. Verse one. One one. After the death of Moses, the Lord's disciple, God spoke to Moses' assistant, whose name was Joshua, the son of Nun, and he said to him, "Now that my disciple is dead, you are the new leader of Israel." Lead my people across the Jordan River into the promised land. I say to you what I said to Moses, wherever you go will be part of the uh, land of Israel. Uh, Remember, they're not there yet. They're looking at it across the river there. Uh, All the way from the Najib uh, Desert in the south, uh, it's basically down toward Egypt, to the Lebanon Mountains in the north, and from the Mediterranean, remember the Mediterranean's off to the left, you know, Tel Aviv, all that stuff before it was created, whatever to the west and to the Euphrates River in the east, including all the land of the Hittites. This was huge. No, Look at this. No one will be able to oppose you as long as you live. Look at, look at the time frame. Wow. For I will be with you. Now, do we have any of that? Yes. Just as I was with Moses. Now, don't you know this is a hard one to swallow because he's, he has to believe that. And that's where we are today. Do I believe that just because, oh, Moses was, oh, I miss him so bad. Oh, oh wait a minute. I, yeah, but he had to go on. Now you're here. He will do for you just what he says. So be strong and brave, for you will be a successful leader of my people. They shall conquer all the land I promised to their ancestors. And oh, yes, they do. Boy, Joshua chapter, well, actually all the way to 24, they wiped out the promised land. You only need to be strong and courageous to obey to the letter every law Moses gave you. For if you're careful to obey every one of them, you will be successful in everything you do. Now remember, he didn't say you got to be perfect. He just said, stay with the Lord. See, they would, I think I want to worship the sun god. No, don't do that. Yeah, but I've, I've, I've made mistakes. I can't keep up. No, there's a daily sacrifice. And if you knew you blew it, you could, there was a sin offering. I mean, man, the priest took care of you. You were fine. Just be careful to obey every one of them. Constantly remind the people about these laws, and you and yourself must think about them every day. Basically, meditating on the words, what he's talking about. All right, look what happens. 
so that you will be sure to obey all of them. Look at this. For only then will you succeed. Be strong. Yes, be bold and strong. Banish fear and doubt. For remember, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, we have all kind of songs here. Always banish fear and doubt. Well, look where it come from. Don't leave Jesus. Don't let this happen to you in Revelation 3. Jesus is standing outside a Christian's house. That's what this is. Knocking on the door. And Jesus has to say, if you'll open the door, I'll come in and dine with you and you with me. Shoo. The Church of Philadelphia, or Laodicea, whichever one it was, wasn't written to the world. Okay, written to you and me. Then Joshua, here's what here's what. Then Joshua issued instructions to the leaders of Israel to get the people ready to cross the Jordan River, which wasn't some small task. Watch this. In three days, we will, cro- we will go across and conquer and live in the land which God has given us, he told them. Then he summoned, now notice, where was the Big Macs at right now? Where's all the food coming from? Manna. Manna is still falling every day. Incredible. Remember, you can't store it for over a day. They had to trust it's going to be, well, there's, I don't know if there's going to be a Big Mac tomorrow. There was always a Big Mac. There was always food. Anyway, go, go and cross and conquer and live in the land that God has given us. He told them, remember, they were still carrying Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. They were still carrying Joseph's bones. Joseph knew that one day they would be in the promised land. Then he summoned the leaders. This chapter here only goes to 17, 17 verses. Then he summoned the leaders of the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. See, this is not a story because he's going to reiterate, what, what's, the, what's the big deal about these tribes? Well, they liked the other side of the Jordan so well, they said, you know what? I know the promised land's good. But we like it over here. Is it okay if we stay here? And Moses got mad for a second. He said, well, hold on. You want the wrath of God to fall on us? You have to help us conquer the promised land. They go, no, 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 no. We will. We will. We're going to do that. Moses said, okay. (laughs) We don't want happening what happened 40 years ago. All right. So he said, Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And he reminded them of their agreement with Moses. The Lord your God's given you a homeland on the east side of the Jordan River. Moses had told them. So your wives and children. Now watch this. They're fixing to abandon them. No worries. Nobody can conquer you. So your wives and children and cattle will remain here, but your troops fully armed must lead the other tribes across the Jordan River to help them conquer the territory on the other side. Now I want to point out here that God told Moses in, uh, it's, see the Deuteronomy, you can look it up yourself. Uh, you know, every year the Israelites had to go to, uh, had to go where the ark was for these five feasts. And one thing he told him is, don't worry about your house when you're gone. You won't get raided. Boy, what does that do? Oh, what gets it going to do me to go to church? You know, God, always going to church. Well, if you're going to a church that makes you feel that way, go to another one. But you need to know that God will take care of your stuff. I mean, praise the Lord. Your car's in the parking lot. Yeah, but they got, you know, BLMs having a march out there. Don't worry about it. We're going to have church. Praise the Lord. They're torching the town. Don't worry about it. It ain't going to happen to you, praise the Lord. You watch. Anyway, so anyway, uh, stay with them until they complete the conquest. Only then may you settle down here on the east side of Jordan. But notice they left their wives. Wow. Okay. To this they fully agreed, which was really great because, remember, they wiped out two big, I mean, they just knocked out two huge kingdoms, and that's the reason those guys wanted to stay there. To this they fully pledged themselves to obey Joshua as their commander-in-chief. 
We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses, they assured him. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. If anyone, no matter who, rebels against your commands, he'll die. So lead on and courage and strength. Well, yeah, good deal. Let's see what happens. Here we go. That's chapter one. So we read this next summer at church camp. Oh, God, we'd never get it if we did that. Then Joshua sent two spies. Now, I'll tell you ahead of time, where they're going to camp out is at a harlot's house. And guess what? That harlot is great, 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 great. It's like 35 grandmothers of Jesus. Can you believe that? No, get this. They probably wanted to spend a night there. See, we get this holiness thing. Oh, you know. Golly. Everybody's got to be perfect. Well, I hope they had good haircuts, you know. Were they wearing a shirt and tie? No, let's forget that. Let's get the history. Joshua sent two spies from the Israeli camp at Acacia to cross the river and check out the situation on the other side, especially Jericho. That was the first town they could see. They arrived at the inn operated by a woman named Rahab, and she's in Matthew chapter 1 in that genealogy. Who? And guess what? She's also great, 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 I think five greats to David. David probably remembered her. I mean, not, not that he met her, but everybody said, yeah, your mama, your mama's descendant of so-and-so, whatever, dad, whatever. Who was a prostitute? God, he just polluted the Bible right there. No, he didn't. He just validated it. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 20, I believe it is, he told the Pharisees and scribes, he said, guess what? The tax collectors and the prostitutes are going to get in heaven before you do. <laughs> What? I'm a churchgoer. What do you mean the prostitutes and the drug addicts are going to get there? Because they love me. What? Anyway. So she was a prostitute. They were planning to spend the night there. But someone informed the king of Jericho that two Israelis were suspected of spies had arrived in the city that evening. He dispatched a police squadron to Rahab's home demanding she surrender him. Look what this little liar, liar, pants on fire did. Look at this. They're spies, he explained. They've been sent here by Israel's leaders to discover the best way to attack us. But she hit them. So she told the officer in charge, uh, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know they were spies. They left the city at dusk and the city gates were about to close and I don't know where they are. Liar? Well, hold on. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. <laughs> hey, hurry, you might catch them. Oh, Really? But actually, oh my God, I can't read the Bible. She lied. God, please. I work for the Army, and we have what's top secret, secret, and confidential. <laughs> I was telling a colonel one time, I was looking at this magazine called Jane's Defense, and it has all these details in it. And I told him, I said, why do the magazine, public magazine, has, has all this information? He said, Richard. That's only about 80%. They don't know that 20%. <laughs> That's the 20% they don't know. You know. So anyway. All right. So the constable and his men went all the way to the Jordan River looking for them. Meanwhile, the city gates were kept shut. Rahab went up to talk to the men before retiring for the night. Now notice what she said. I know perfectly well that you're... Now remember, she was in church, right? She's a prostitute. There was no church. Notice what she said. I know perfectly where that your God is going to give you my country, to give my country to you. She told him, we are, look at that. We are all afraid of you. Everyone is terrified if the word Israel is even mentioned. Wouldn't that lighten your day up? You were, hey, man, these people are scared of me. Yeah, praise God. For we have, look, at, look what they heard. This is all fake. Oh, really? We have heard how the Lord made the path through the sea, excuse me, through the Red Sea for you. 
when you left Egypt? Well, that never happened. Bull, look at that. And we know what you did. There's those two kings. That's the reason half-tribe of Manasseh, Reuben, and Gad, I got it right. They wanted to stay there because you think these kings were living in a pile of dust? They had beautified that country. Wow. Anyway, we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings on the east of the Jordan, and how you ruined their land and completely destroyed their people. No wonder we are afraid of you. No one has any fight left in him after hearing things like that. For your God is the supreme God of heaven, not just any ordinary God. See, that was the whole plan that God did to get Israelites out of Egypt to show the world. That's the reason we have to fight to tell people this is real. I mean, if Jesus said it happened, then it happened. Okay. Plus, there's evidence. Who's that group over there called the Israelites now? Yeah, but they've only been around for a month or two. <laughs> no wonder we're afraid of you. Okay, we read that part. Okay, now I beg you this one thing. Now look at this. Now I'm going to tell you, in the book of Hebrews we just read, it said, by faith, Rahab. This girl right here did this by faith. She's in that long list with Noah, Enoch, Moses, David, all those people. Okay. Swear to me by the sacred name of your God that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, brothers, sisters, and all their kinfolk, whatever. Well, that's in the too hard to do box. No, it's not. This is only fair uh, after the way I helped you. Look at this. The men agreed. Remember, it's just two Israelites. He says, if you won't betray us, we'll see to it that you and your family aren't harmed, they promise. Notice they, they didn't go, well, I hope we conquer. I don't know. <laughs> no, they knew. They go, yeah, buddy, your days are numbered. We'll defend you with our lives. Then, since her house was on top of the city wall, she let them down by a rope from a window. Escape to the mountain, she told them. Hide there three days until the men who are searching for you have returned. Then go on your way. Now look what the condition was right here. The Israelites, these two Israelis said. But before they left, the men had said to her, hey, we cannot be responsible for what happens to you unless this rope is hanging from the window. And unless all your relatives, your father and mother and brothers and anyone else are here inside the house. If they go out in the street, we assume no responsibility whatsoever, but we swear that but we swear that no one inside the house will be killed or injured. However, if you betray us, then this oath is no longer binding in a, uh, is, will no longer bind us in any way. She said, I accept your terms. She replied, and she left the scarlet rope hanging out her window. You know, that was faith. You know, she probably could have, it's like I say in the book of Hebrews, we're going to get killed. This is useless. No, she said, no. Those two Israelis, they swore by the name of their God. So she probably had that rope rolled up and she rolled it back out. It's going to happen here in a, few, in a couple of chapters. Anyway, so watch what happened here. Well, the spies stayed up in the mountain for three days until the men chasing them returned, from the, returned to the city, searching everywhere along the road without success. Then the two spies came down the mountain, crossed the river, reported to Joshua all that happened. Look what he says. The Lord will certainly give us the entire land, they said, for all of the people are scared to death of us. Wow. Wow. Do you know that happened in the next book, Judges? Gideon, Gideon, because this whole place fell apart. They lost the kingdom already. And Gideon takes 300 men, and he was scared that night, even with 300 men. But remember the story? The Lord said, hey, go down there outside that tent and go listen. And so Gideon sneaks down there, and he's listening outside the tent. And these guys are in the tent shaking, going, man, I'm scared. You know, I think, and there were millions of, of Philistines. Well, maybe 50,000, whatever, something like that. 
then Joshua, oh, whatever it is, uh, Gideon was so fired. That's, that's, the, that's the Gideons that come and bring those Bibles. That's where their foundation comes from, that story. So these guys were, fi- were fired up early the next morning. See how it ties? Moses was dead. Okay, the next day, send out the spies. These guys came back. There was a three-day delay. Remember that? The spies hid out for probably a week or whatever. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the people of Israel left Acacia and they arrived that evening at the banks of the Jordan River. Oh, brother. You know, this is not no shallow water here. Where they had camped for a few days before crossing. On the third day, officers went through the camp. Look at this. Who did? Officers did. Given these instructions. When you see the priest carrying the ark. What? Moses had told him to do this. When you see the priest carrying the ark, follow them. You've never been where we're going now, so they will guide you. However, stay back about a half mile. Now, why was that? Remember the holiness of God. Remember the, the Levites were camped when they stayed put in one place. The Levites had all their tents around the ark. And it said, and that was in uh, num, the book of Numbers. And it was because they're camped right there because of uh, uh, the wrath of God. It shielded us, just like we sang. It was a double rock of ages cleft for me. It was a double cure. One from the wrath and the other one was to make me pure. Okay. On the third day, okay, they went through, okay, however, stay a half mile behind with a clear space between you and the ark so that you be sure you don't get any closer. Remember, the book of Hebrews used that story to tell us now we come right up to it. We, we don't even have to have, we don't have to ask Jesus if we can ask for something. Jesus said, you'll ask the Father directly. Whew. Anyway, Joshua told the people, purify themselves, for tomorrow, he said, the Lord will do a great miracle. Ah, the miracles are over with. Oh, please. God, they're all the time. In the morning, Joshua ordered the priests, take up the ark, lead us across the river. So they started out. Today, whoops, excuse me. Today, the Lord uh, told Joshua, I'll give you great honor so that Israel... All Israel will know that I'm with you, just as I was with Moses. Instruct the priests who are carrying the ark to stop at the edge of the river. Okay. Then Joshua summoned all the people, told them, Come, listen to the Lord your God has said. Today you're going to know for sure that the living God is among you and that he will, without fail, drive out the Canaanites, Hittites. Wouldn't it be nice if we had something like that? We do. Praise the Lord. Healing is yours. Financial help is yours. Whatever trouble you're facing right now, it doesn't matter. You're going to get out of it. Anyway. All the people now who live in the land you will soon occupy. Look at this. Think of it. The ark of God, who is the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the river. Remember, that's a mercy seat right there. Moses said the Lord's presence. I mean, God said it. He said, my presence is right there. Now, select 12 men. No, what's this? Select 12 men each from each tribe for a special task. When the priests who are carrying the ark touch the water with their feet. Now, wait a minute. Who knows? Uh-huh. When they touch the, the water with their feet, the river will stop flowing as though held up by a dam and will pile up as though against an invisible wall. You know, some people in church didn't realize this happened. I heard the Red Sea and I thought that was a fable. Guess what? This thing split. Well, it split here and then Elisha 400 years from now is going to split it again. And then Elijah, well, Elijah split it the first time. And then Elisha is going to split it just moments after that. He takes Elisha's coat, you know, like a vampire coat, whatever. It's a cape, whatever. He, he watched Elijah go up in the sky. Remember that? Bye, Elijah. And he dropped his, his coat, whatever. Anyway, and yeah. Anyway, Elisha took it and he went right, he was right next to the river because there was a bunch of people on the other side of the river watching, you know. He took that thing and he's. Smoked the river. Yeah. 
He smote the river and he said, where's the God of Elijah? And all of a sudden, <laughs> Jesus walked on the water. Oh my gosh. Well, worse than that, he rose from the dead. What, are we, what, are, what is it we have trouble believing? <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, you believe in the Big Bang. 30 billion years ago, whatever they call the number now, it always grows. It's 50 billion years <laughs> Whatever. Here we go. Select 12 men from the tribe for a special task. When the priests are leaving or carrying the ark, touch the water with their feet, the water will stop. Okay, we got that. Now, it was the harvest season, and the Jordan was, boy, he picked the wrong time. It's overflowing, ain't it? Yeah. But all the people set out to cross the river, and as the feet of the priest who were carrying the ark, they touched the water at the river's edge. Suddenly, far up the river at the city of Adam, near Zazareth, the water began piling up as though, whoa, what? Yeah. It's the end of this chapter. Look at this. Against the dam, and the water below that point flowed to the Dead Sea. See, if you go look at the Jordan River, bottom of it dumps in the Dead Sea. Until the riverbed was empty. Then all the people crossed at a spot where the river was close to the city of Jericho. And the priests who were carrying the ark, look at this. They stood on dry ground. Notice this. In the middle of the Jordan. And they waited as the people passed by. Don't read this two years from now when you finally discover your Bible again. No. When all the people were safely across, the Lord said to, a jo- said to Joshua, Tell the twelve men... Chosen for a special task, one from each tribe, to take a stone from where the priests are standing. Where are they? They're still in the middle. It's dry, but they're out there in the middle. And to carry them out and... Oh, okay. To take a stone from where the priests are. So they went out there and they took a stone, okay, from where the priests are. And they carry them out and pile them up as a monument at the place where you camp tonight. So 12 guys, big old strapping guys, like Aaron and Dustin or somebody, they carried these rocks. Look at this, what he says. Each of you is to carry out a stone on your shoulder, uh, 12 in all, one for the 12 tribes. We will use them to build a monument. Why? Look at this. Why? 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 It's a fake story. Why? Why? In the future, when your children ask, what is this monument for? Well, we want people to tear down monuments and burn the city. Oh, good grief. You can tell them it is to remind us that the Jordan River. No, wait a minute. You're, I can't take this. The donkey that talked. Oh, my gosh. Well, there was a serpent. You missed him first. He was in chapter 3 of Genesis. When you read the Bible, you start believing the Bible. Okay. It's to remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark went across. The monument will be a permanent reminder to the people of Israel for this amazing miracle. Guess what? Story ain't over yet. There's 12 more stones going somewhere else in the middle of the Tennessee River. That's still there. So the men did as Joshua told them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, uh, one for each tribe as the Lord commanded. They carried them to the place where they were commanded to put it, I think so. Let's see. For the night and constructed a monument. Joshua also, look at that, Another monument? Where, pray tell, is this one going? Twelve stones in the middle of the river at the place where the priests were standing. And it is there to this day. Go get your scuba gear and go look. Wow. The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river until all these instructions of the Lord, which had been given Joshua by Moses, had been carried out. Meanwhile, the people hurried across the riverbed. When everyone was over, the people watched the priests carry up the ark out of the riverbed. Man, what a sight. Now, remember, they're going to carry this ark in a few minutes around Jericho every day, once a day. The last day, seven times. 
The troops of Gad and Reuben, Gad, half tribe Manasseh, okay, fully armed as Moses had instructed and 40,000 40, strong, led the other tribes of the Lord across, uh, of, excuse me, other tribes of the Lord's army across the plains of Jericho. This was a tremendous day for Joshua. The Lord made him great in the eyes of all the people and they revered him as much as they did Moses and respected him deeply all the rest of his life. For it was Joshua who at the Lord's command issued the orders to the priests carrying the ark. Come up out of the riverbed, the Lord uh, now told him to command them. So Joshua issued the order. And as soon as the priests came out, here come that water. Ah, it's just a coincidence. It's a meteorite. Killed all the dinosaurs. God, yeah. Yeah, just take away the miracle of Noah. Yeah. It's a meteorite. Yeah, that's right. That's why there's clamshells on top of the highest mountain. It was a local flood. <laughs> local flood put them <laughs> seashells on the top of the highest mountain. Yeah, I don't think so. And as soon as the priest came out, the water poured down as usual, overflowed the banks of the river. Good grief. The miracle occurred on my sister's birthday. She was born 25th of March, 1958 occurred on the 25th of March. Now remember what happens if it was the 25th of March, what's everybody doing now? You ladies, you, maybe you were, maybe during the, maybe, but anyway, I believe we still do. I got to get a new dress. What do you got to get a new dress for? Easter. Yeah. That day, the entire nation crossed the Jordan River. They camped at Gilgal at the eastern edge of the city of Jericho. And there the 12 stones from Jordan were piled up. Then Joshua explained the purpose of the stones. In the future. See how we're supposed to be sticking with this? Remember he said, if you'll meditate on this, everything you work, will, everything you do will prosper. When your children ask you why these stones are here, what they mean, you tell them that these stones are a reminder of this fairy tale. No, amazing miracle. And that the nation of Israel crossed the Jordan River on dry ground. Tell them how the Lord God dried up the river right before our eyes and kept it dry till we were all across. Well, Mommy and Daddy, what good is that? I'm having trouble with biology. He'll help you with biology. Look at this. It's the same. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Lies, lies, lies. No, it didn't. It's the same thing he did 40 years ago at the Red Sea. Look at that. He did it so all the nations of the earth will realize that Jehovah is the mighty God and so that you will worship him forever. We're going to see how far we get. Hold on. I know what time it is. Watch this. When the nations of west of the Jordan River, the Ammonites, Canaanites, we'll just call the Tennesseeites, the Alabamaites, the Mississippiites, you know, and let's say we're North Carolina. Boy, when they saw what's coming, look at this. When they heard that the Lord had dried up the Jordan River, oh man, so the people of Israel could cross, their courage melted completely. They were paralyzed with fear. You know, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. When you're praying at night, don't you worry. I, I just got so tickled at Diamond and Silk when I read that this morning. Catching up, they said, if anybody says anything about you about going to church, you know, just tell them you're protesting the devil. <laughs> I mean, you got to get it in perspective. We serve God. God is on our side. Here we go. The Lord then told Joshua, set aside a day to, oh, ouch. What is this? Oh, you're going to know what it is. Circumcise the entire male population of Israel. Do what? Yeah. Now, I don't mean to be vulgar, but, you know, we were laughing a minute ago about the woodpecker, pecker head, whatever. I mean, come on, look at this. Oh, no. This is, yeah. Is that what it's talking about? Yes, that's what it's talking about. It was the second time in Israel's 
history that this was done. The Lord instructed them to manufacture. I watched them on TV the other day. Not this, but I watched them how Indians made, uh, what do you call it, uh, arrowheads. That's pretty easy. You could, you, you just, it just flaked off. You can make a sharp edge in a hurry. Manufacture flint knives for this purpose. <laughs> the place where the circumcision rite took place was named, oh my gosh, the Hill of the Foreskins. Ah, this is a fable, isn't it? What other, what's the spiritual point here? There is a spiritual point. Oh, come on. This is history. Oh, man. The reason for this, look at this. The reason for the second circumcision ceremony was although the Isra- the, when Israel left Egypt, did they leave Egypt? Yes, they did. All the men who had been old enough to bear arms, they had been circumcised. That entire generation had died during the years of the wilderness. And none of the boys born since then had been circumcised. You can imagine, I got to do what? <laughs> yeah, come on here, boy. Oh, no. The entire nation of Israel had traveled back and forth across the wilderness for 40 years until all the men who had been old enough to bear arms when they left Egypt were dead. They had not obeyed the Lord, and he had vowed he wouldn't let them in the land that he promised to Israel, a land that flowed with milk and honey. Now Joshua uh, circumcised their children, the men who had grown up to take their father's place. Now you think the women knew about this? Oh, hello, we know about it. Again, what was the purpose of this? Well, remember, the story is way back in Genesis. God made a covenant with Abraham. Okay, then in the 17th chapter, God says, this is what your part of the covenant is. Every male child will be circumcised. Don't you know this? I mean, yeah. if you were changing diapers, you would have known it on a little boy. Okay, yeah. What does that mean? It means you have a covenant with God. Your body has been marked. Anyway, the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have ended your shame uh, of not being circumcised. So the place where this was done called Gilgal, meaning to end. Now, before I go any further, I'm going to remind you when Moses, before Moses went to, remember he got married. He left. He's, whatever. He's on his way. God said, "Go go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Remember, he's on his way. And guess what happened? The Lord stopped him. And threatened to kill him. And then, why was God going to kill him? Then the next verse says, Zipporah took a flint knife and circumcised her son and threw the thing at Moses' feet and said, you bloody husband you've turned out to be. What was all that about? Well, again, Moses and his family, they had to show that I'm in covenant with God. I believe this stuff. So that's what was going on here. Oh, this is not required today. You can read in the book of Galatians. It says, if you're counting on this to get you to heaven, you can forget it. But at the time here, it marked them. This, this was their mark. Actually, the King, the, your New Testament says, we've all been circumcised, but it's not with a... With a yeah, our heart's been circumcised. That's exactly right. Book of Romans or somewhere along there. Okay, so here we go. So after the ceremony, look at that. <laughs> oh, man, take a deep breath. After the ceremony had ended, the enti- the, in, anyway, after the ceremony, the entire nation of Israel, nation rested in camp until their raw flesh, God, you have to be so graphic, yeah, until their raw flesh wounds had been healed. Man. While they were camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated, well, see the time? It was already March. Here's the second week of of April, they celebrated the Passover. What's the Passover? We know. Death angel didn't get us because we put the blood. Oh, wow. Anyway, during the evening of, the, of April 1st, the next day they began to eat from... Oh, take a deep breath and read. watch this. The next day, 
Remember, they're in the promised land. The next day they began to eat from the gardens and grains which they had invaded and they made unleavened bread. The following day, no manna fell and it was never seen again. From that time on, they lived on the crops of Canaan. They didn't even plant this stuff. You'll get houses you didn't build, crops you didn't plant. Oh my gosh. Just like Moses, well, the Lord said. As Joshua was sizing up Jericho, look at this. A man appeared nearby with a drawn sword. Joshua, remember he's told, don't you be scared. He strode right over to him like John Wayne and says, are you friend or foe? <laughs> look what he says. I'm commander-in-chief. Now, who's our commander-in-chief in the, in, the, in the United States? Well, it's president, Trump, whatever. I am commander-in-chief of the Lord's army, he replied. Joshua fell to the ground before him, worshipped him, and said, give me your commands. Notice this guy didn't say, well, I'm an angel. Don't, no. You ever wonder where Jesus was? There he's standing right there. He says, take off your shoes, the commander told him. This is, <laughs> this is holy ground. Oh, my gosh. Well, we made it. We're going to finish this right here. Here we go. Chapter 6. The gates of Jericho were kept tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelis. No one was allowed to go in and out. But the Lord said to Joshua, Jericho and its king and all its mighty warriors, look at that, are already defeated. I've given them to you. Your entire army is to walk around the city once a day for six days. Okay, the army was, not everybody. Followed by seven priests walking around ahead of the ark carrying a trumpet made from a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you're to walk around the city, what, seven times with the priest blowing their trumpets. Then when I give, let's see, he's going to, when I give, no, then when they give one long, loud blast, all the people are to give a mighty shout and the walls of the city will fall down, then move in upon the city from every direction. So Joshua summoned the priest and gave him the instructions. The armed men would lead the procession, followed by the seven priests blowing continually on their trumpets. Behind them would come, here comes that ark, followed by a rear guard. Here we go. Look at this. Let there be silence except for the trumpets, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you till I give the shout. Then shout. The ark was carried around the city once that day, after which everyone returned to the camp again and spent the night there. At the dawn of the next morning, they went around it again. Look at this, six times. I mean, six days in a row. They followed this pattern for six days. At dawn, here we go, the seventh day. Now remember, we're thinking about Rahab too. Oh my gosh. All right, the harlot. On the seventh day, they started out, but this time they went around the city not once, but seven times. The seventh time, as, they, uh, as the priest blew a long, loud trumpet blast, Joshua yelled to the people, Shout! The Lord's given us the city. He had told them previously, kill everyone. Oh. How did he know? Praise the Lord. Rahab was the only one needed to know. She just needed to know her Lord would do it. Kill everyone except Rahab the prostitute and anyone left in her house. I mean, why give this prostitute the time of day? Well, why did the Lord save you and I? Like Andre Crouch saying, I don't know why Jesus loves me. <laughs> Dallas Holmes sings, you know, at my worst, you found me. Why did you love me, Jesus? Well, he, did. <laughs> he did. You can put your name right there. Kill everyone except Rahab the prostitute and anyone left in her house, for she protected our spies. Don't take any loot, for everything is to be destroyed. If it isn't, a uh, disaster will fall upon the nation of Israel, but all the silver and gold and the utensils of bronze and iron will be dedicated to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. 
Yeah, old filthy preachers. Well, wait a minute. The next battle they take, the Lord gave them all of it. It's not. It, this is history. Matter of fact, one rascal kept some and created a lot of trouble. In the next chapter, but we won't get there today. So the people, uh, when the people heard the trumpet blast, they shouted as long as they could, and suddenly the walls of Jericho crumbled and fell down before them. How can those walls crumble down? Oh, how'd the Jordan split? How'd the Red Sea split? How'd that manna get there? I mean, come on, we believe this. Anyway, and the, the, the people of Israel poured in from the city from every side, captured it. They destroyed everything. Men, women, young, old, ox, sheep, donkeys, everything. Meanwhile, Joshua had said to the spies, look at that. Here it is again. Keep your promise. Go protect that little lady. What, the harlot? Yeah. Keep your promise. Go and rescue. Even called her the prostitute. Oh, come on. Oh, gee. And the young men found her, rescued her along with her father. Look how much details and her relatives who were with her. Arran- look at that. Arrangements were made for them to live outside the camp of Israel. Gee whiz. The Israelis had burned the city, everything in it except the silver and gold, bronze, iron utensils, kept them for the Lord's treasury. Thus Joshua, can you count? This is the fifth time. Joshua saved Rahab the harlot, who's going to be great, 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 great to David, grandmother, and her relatives who were with her in the house. And they are still living among the Israelis because she, well, of course, she wound up being, I think she married Boaz anyway. Uh, then Joshua declared a terrible curse on anyone who rebuilds Jericho. This is the end of it. We'll stop. Warning that when the foundation was laid, the builder's oldest son would die. When the gates were set up, his youngest son would die. So the Lord was with Joshua, just like he's with you and I. And his name became famous everywhere. Man, God, what do we get out of that? I think I'm going to be all right. (laughs) I think we're all going to be all right. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you for getting to cover Joshua chapter 1 through 6. It goes so fast that only 24 chapters. Wow, we covered a fourth of it. And Father, we see if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of us. And also, Lord, if we're hurting financially, you'll fix that. And if it's any kind of major problem whatsoever, look what you did for Rahab. You'll help us. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to just trust you in everything as we tell others what you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah.